I'm still gonna forget these names by, by the time we get up there. Hunter, talking about Hunter Tech, and Cross and Crosshair, or Crosshair, Crosshair, Crosshair. I think Crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah. Crosshair sounds weird. <laughs> crosshair. Especially crosshair. since he's the sniper of the group. Being Crosshair would be kind of <laughs> detrimental, detrimental to his uh, his ability. <laughs> Unless, well, it could be that not if his aiming eye is the straight eye. It just depends. I watched the interview with was it Barbara Streisand. You said, "Diane, Diane, sorry." I say Barbara Streisand. How did you different. get Barbara Streisand? Ewan, how do you how do you pronounce his name? Ewan. I always want to see Ewan McGregor. E U. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I always say <laughs> Shutterstock music. Welcome back, everybody. It's Mark 38 of the Super Civil Servant Podcast. My name is Greg. Embrace others for their differences, for that makes you whole. Anybody recognize that? Yes. There we go. Good deal. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, and I'm doing it with my regulars here, my friends, my co-host. Nathan, what's up, buddy? How we doing, Greg? Nothing much. I'm ready to talk all kinds of shit tonight, actually. I'm ready. Yeah, man. I know you've been looking forward to this day for a while. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Sir, we're going to talking about that. But uh, Chris, you're with Sue. How you doing, bud? I'm doing very well tonight. L- ladies and gents, looking forward to a good show. There you go. You had a fun experience this week we're going to talk about, and I can't wait to ask some questions. Uh, Travis, what's up, man? Uh, not much, Greg. Really excited to be here, and even more excited that Nathan has to wait until the end of the podcast to talk <laughs> about what he's done and dying to talk about. Did that on purpose. That we <laughs> couldn't. No, it's all right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and Katie, with us tonight, too. What's up? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Sorry, I missed the birds of prey. Oh, yeah. It's okay. We'll get your thoughts on it anyway. But yes. uh, we'll talk about that a little bit tonight, see how it's doing three weeks in. But, well, starting its third week, I guess. But uh, first, let's start out with Chris, man. You had an awesome experience this week. I'm just going to let you run with it, kind of tell us what you uh, what you did, how you thought, what you thought of it, and then maybe we'll kind of ask you a few questions about it, see if we can figure some things out. So go ahead. Yeah, no, I had to, uh, went to the uh, Kevin Smith, uh, James on Bob Reboot Roadshow. He's been going on tour since last October. Uh, came through Charlotte on Monday night. And got tickets and paid a little extra to get a photo op with him. But, um, you know, sometimes they say, don't meet your heroes because they'll disappoint you. Um, He did not disappoint. Um, He's as genuine and as crazy and or, you know, just down to earth and just loves his fans so much. Um, You know, I had just seen the movie that weekend. So seeing it again, saw the movie. It is a great, basically his love later to every single movie he's basically done yeah. um i love that man. film so much <laughs> i haven't seen reboot yet but i want to i'm ready yeah. to oh yeah out it's... of all of the viewist universe it's my favorite okay. oh yeah it's nice. I, I would agree with you katie it definitely if you've seen all his movies and just one even references and just callbacks he he does it this was the way that he could play with all the toys again one more time so mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. And, you know, when I got backstage and, you know, they were rushing all the way. He was already really late getting done with the show. (laughs) Like we're talking like 
you know, should have been done at, I think, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. He was done after 11. And so oh, wow. they were um, rushing everyone through the photos at that point. But he um, at one point there was a, a woman and her daughters, but her daughters were just with her. They weren't te- technically part of the photo op at that point. They walked by and Kevin was like, hey, who are they? And she was like, those are my daughters. Hey, hey bring them over. And his people were like, no, 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 they're not paying. Bring them over, he said. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. So, that's awesome. Um, and um, when I got up there, uh, he said, come in here for a hug, man. And he gave me the biggest hug ever. I've never met this man at all in my life. And it was so cool to say, hey, bring it in, man. Hey, did you enjoy the enjoy the movie? What did you think about it? I said, oh, man, it was great, great, great. I just wanted to let you know that in a Q&A years ago you had told someone who wanted who was wondering if they could get a script out and wondered if it was ever going to be good enough and you said you know just get it out there man just put it out there the best thing you can do is get people looking at it reading it talking about it you know you just got to try you got to put something out there and I said I I use that as my motivation to start my podcast and he's like really man geez what's it called what's it called and told him my podcast is how many episodes you in and I said well got 22 23 in the can right now and you know already released 20 of them and he said dude you just made my night you know it's yeah, I, that means that means a lot man he just the, you, you he was just so touched and gave me another bit and give me another big bear hug and that was it you know it was God, how much experience. weed did you guys smoke back there when you're wearing your <laughs> blunt man shirt i mean like what's up blunt man and chronic shirt chris back there no, hell uh, hugging kevin smith yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> nothing like that nothing. i was wearing my new uh zach snyder's justice league uh hoodie so i was yeah, rocking you that were very nice very nice so, so question um, yep was there a bunch of people smoking weed there uh there was definitely a few people in line that definitely uh looked like uh, you could definitely tell either before or after <laughs> definitely not during the show that would be pretty obvious but before or after <laughs> okay they, so they it, def- sorry no go ahead i would say it wasn't like they were like meeting kevin and being like hey come smoke this with me and type type deal was mark no, no, no. <laughs> okay i didn't know if it was something like the cops were like <laughs> looking away from and it was like okay in this little setting We'll be okay. Let's just do it, type deal. But I, I get what you're saying now. Was Bernard with him? No, Greg, Bernard wasn't there. But his wife and his dog Shecky uh, were uh, came out on stage, and you know, his I thought wife that, is so much taller than him. Yes, yes, she is. Jesus. And actually, this is not their. I forgot that they filmed the movie Tusk in Charlotte. So he's actually, he said, we actually stayed in the apartments behind this theater right now. So. Um, so he's, he enjoyed They told some good stories, um, as he always does. And my wife always joked around because he said, how many questions did he actually get through? Was it one that lasted two hours or did he get through enough? He said, <laughs> he, got, <laughs> is that he got through That's five or six good. questions. Um, but they, oh, he, I got a he talked short about, joke I'm not even going to do. Right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm talking out loud. <laughs> he, he, told, he talked about how, uh, you know, apparent uh, clerks had just been in. Uh, brought into the National Film Registry, meaning it's going to be preserved basically forever, mm-hmm. and talked about yeah. how the story he was re- thinking about back to when his father took him to Grom's, uh, Grom's Chinese Theater and showed him all the stuff, said, hey, maybe one day you can be a part of this. And, you know, just recently he he and Jay got 
to do that. And he went to Jay and says, you know, man, this is because of you keeping clean, everything like that. It, it's the fans that allowed me to do this moment. And kind of, he kind of broke down on stage a little bit, just thanking the fans saying, I couldn't believe how 20 plus years have gone by and I've been able to do all this stuff. He says, I, I just want to thank you. And, you know, I would wish I could tell my 21 year old self what he's getting, re- what he's getting ready to go down. That's awesome, oh, yeah, man. Really Chris, awesome. I have a question. What was the yeah. biggest uh, reaction, like loudest reaction from the audience during the movie? What part? He, he had some interesting t- statistics um, that he said. He he says I have seen this. I watched this movie from the where you're all watching. He has seen this movie. He has done this show ninety times. Um, <laughs> he has gone to sixty cities and done the show ninety times. Um, seeing the movie every time and he he found the most I think probably the biggest reaction I think of the night uh, the two biggest reactions was when uh, Jason Lee's Brody had come on uh, for his little segment but I think the next biggest if not the biggest one was Affleck yeah oh nice that one got uh, the biggest reaction in my theater when he came out mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah, he said he said uh, he said we are one of 16 cities that uh, cheered the loudest for when Affleck came on, and he told a, a story of how that came about because at that point they hadn't spoken in over 10 years. Wow. Um, they had a big falling out, and uh, he talked about how um, I think Ben was doing a press junket for um, his Netflix show, and apparently there was a, a Fox I Entertainment. I remember. Reporter. Yeah, Fox Entertainment reporter who always seems to, he says he always, anytime he sees people from my my movies, he always seems to ask them some sort of question or makes a comment to them just to catch them off guard. And he had asked Ben saying, hey, they are, um, Kevin's, Kev's shooting in uh, New Orleans for Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Are, are you going to be in it doing it? He said, um, I haven't gotten a call and I am open. And so they were down filming and they got to Kevin and Kevin was like, that's ah, just Ben being Ben. He's just trying to make people, he's just doing the niceties and things like that. And Jay kept pressing him for a week. So he got to reach out, man. God, God, universe is telling you something. So he said, fine, I, I'll, I'll write something to him and I'll, I'll tweet it at him. And he said, well, it was going to end up being too long. So he was taking screenshots and then going to tweet it out at him. And his, one of his managers is actually Jay's, his manager, I think is Jay's wife. It is. And, Yep, and Jay's wife with that. Let me take a look at that. Wait a minute. You're going to tweet all this stuff out to a man who you have not spoken to in 10 years. <laughs> you need to call him and she, or text him or do something. But you're not going to tweet this out. And, and he was he was like, well, I don't, I've got four numbers for him. I don't even know if any of them work. She said, well, you know what you do? You try one. And so he says, fine. And so he tweets something simple. Say he said, "I tweet." Uh, I not tweeted. He uh, texted him saying, "Is this you?" <laughs> and and Ben and Ben responds, "Yes." Who is it? Basically, it, this is me. And Kevin responds, uh, "Is this who? Well, who 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 are you?" And he responds, "BA." And he says, "Those are his initials." And he responds back, this is KS. And so they started texting back and forth saying, you know, get saying we're doing the show down here, you know, doing the movie, would love to have you on. And he said, yeah, I can I can come down. I, I can come down this week. It's, it was basically the last couple of days of shooting. 
and he hadn't worked ever thought they didn't reach out to Ben. So he had to create something. So Mark Hamill mm-hmm. couldn't come back for his character of a uh, cock knocker for, uh, as he said, the empire wouldn't let him. And <laughs> so it was originally going to have Ben Affleck do that. But then he started thinking about uh, a sequence in the movie where he could change some things over. And he called Ben. And he said, Hey, I want to change over what I thought about doing for you. He said, yeah, what? He said, how would you like to replay Holden from chasing Amy? And he said, yes. He said, yeah, just write it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever, man. And so he came down there, does, does a scene, and he said he hadn't even spoken to Jay for almost as long because he had actually helped Jay go through a number of rehab stints. And he said sometimes with addicts, they overstay their welcome and people abandon you at that point. And so he was reconnecting with Jay and um, – you know, he did a scene with Holden. If you, I'm not going to say it. It's probably the most pivotal scene in that movie. It definitely gets me choked up the two times I definitely saw because it it's so, it, it's a scene stealer of the whole movie, his his, okay. time, his time on screen. But, you know, he thanked Kevin and he says, because of that one question being asked in that interview, I got my friend back. And, uh, you know, they, they are since mended fences. And um, it was re- it was really cool hearing that story. Yeah, I bawled when Ben came across the screen. Like I, it was, it it was so I was crying. It like the emotions that just came out, and the fact that he replayed Holden, which Chasing Amy was my favorite mm-hmm. VSQ movie. So I, I I absolutely loved it. Yeah. No, it's, it, I fully, fully agree with that. And he talked about how, you know, this movie has been very much praised with the studios. Um, he is actually saying they are the got the actor who played Randall is coming back. Uh, they were originally doing Clerks 3 and at the last second he backed out and they have since mended fences. And so Clerk, a new Clerks 3 is getting ready to start filming later this year. And he has also greenlit officially um mall rats is coming back and he's finally got greenlit with that after uh, universal oh, no said too? <laughs> he is doing he is doing his third part of uh the tusk yoga hosers oh, no. yeah, he's doing his third part of that um so he's got three in the can and ben is also uh coming back for um mall the second mall rats so so he, he, I think he said basically this movie, this reboot movie, has shown uh, the studios who owns the stuff that he still has got some play and they want to take him up on it. Yeah. Like, you know what's funny about the way you talk about his attitude and his demeanor, like the way he acts? And he, he does seem like that kind of person. Like he's just a very genuine guy. He really is the guy you see. He doesn't, you know, put up an act in front of everybody. And then we talk about how there's falling outs with people. And it makes you wonder how anybody could not get along with him, you know? And well, I, know, I know he's human. I know he probably oh, yeah. has some things, he, but... I think, I, think, I, mean, I think between him and Ben, I think he told a little too many stories that Ben Ben didn't like him telling, mm-hmm. and I think that was part of it. I think that's the only unofficial, official confirmation of what was the start of the falling out. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I'm just glad they mended fences because I think that, you know... He he's not one to hold a grudge, but I think he didn't. I think he's the kind of person that may not know how to. Yeah, he didn't well, know how to fix it. Yeah. 
Man, Kevin calmed down a lot. Like, when he started smoking weed in his later years, he really calmed down. I know that sounds stupid as shit to say, but he was kind of a, a pretentious a-hole in his, like, 20s and shit. Like, in the 90s, late night, early 2000s. Like, you can look up some of the stuff and the way he talked about things, the way he looked at the... How he looked at shit. And I mean, I'm dead to when he started smoking later in life, like he kind of really just went back to this laid back guy, just wants to laugh and make his movies and be chill and be this genuine guy. And I don't know. I'm not saying like, oh, weed's the pivotal thing, but I'm just saying that's just the, that's <laughs> yeah, just, you know what I mean? It's just the way it seems. And also, I mean, you can look up some of those interviews in the early 2000s and you're like, whew, all right, Kevin, that's a different Kevin Smith than we know today. And, and I think having a kid and his heart attack sure. obviously has had a huge oh. impact on him. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know, it, Absolutely. It, he's again. About the it time was... he started podcasting, though, in like '08, like he, uh, when I really noticed, well, you know what I mean, just from what little exposure beforehand. That's just when I seen. Maybe that's just because he had more exposure, more freely to get, but it just seemed like he was calming down around. And maybe it's just the outlet to get more of his shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think people could say, oh my gosh, he just loves everything. I said, he's a fan, man. He 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 generally just likes. He doesn't love he, everything. He doesn't like BBS. <laughs> True. Uh, he actually did in his video. <laughs> well, the, the, the you, side you know of what him. I mean? It's just his attitude. He's, well, he's willing to give everything a chance and wants to try. I mean, heck, there was a guy that asked a question that. He said, hey, I've got my phone. Can you just look at it and just see? He even took it and said, man, I'll give you some. Uh, I'll When I get a chance, maybe a little bit, but I'll take a look at it at, at that point. You know, he he's, like I said, him giving me a huge hug. I was like, I was, I was expecting to just shake his hand or fist bump him and, and stuff like that. I mean, just. Did you cop uh, the feel? Did you cup, he's a, did you cup of cheese? He's a genuine, he's a genuine, <laughs> he's a genuine nice dude, Chris. Yeah. Because yeah, he, you can tell when he was even talking to you about that at the end, like to tell his 21 year old self, he loves his life right now. Like he is loving life, and sure. it's pretty easy to see in his interviews and anything he does that he's yeah. pretty happy guy. Especially like you said, post heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so that really yeah, to come out of that, lose all that weight, and he and feels I great. just watched that. Uh, he was losing just... weight before he had the heart attack. He was. He actually, I actually um just. 45 just pounds picked, down or something. Yeah, I just picked up his the actual um, stand-up he had done, the the show he had uh, right before he had the heart attack. He even opens it saying, this is what the show, right after it, I had my heart attack. So you're going to see the whole thing at that point. And yeah, he talks about how he's already starting to lose weight. But, you know, that was, it, it's amazing that, basically you know the widowmaker one he comes out of so but i'm glad mm-hmm. he's still with us it was a great experience i think he's only he only had five more shows left so i mean he's coming to an end of it i can't imagine since october he's been doing this and <laughs> he said people ask him saying are you gotten tired of this seeing this movie he said no i freaking love this movie <laughs> that's pretty cool i mean you kind of got to if you got to watch it that many times yeah so but but yeah, it was a great experience. Glad, glad uh, it was well worth the little extra money just to have that. Even what amounted being thirty seconds, forty-five seconds, just a personal time with him. It was totally worth it. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and it was a good experience. Yeah, man, that is that's, pretty cool. That's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. If you and Katie's also signed off on it, if you're anything of a Viusku fan, Jane Saint Bob, Kevin Smith fan, go out either rent by Jane Saint Bob reboot highly highly recommend it you're gonna laugh you may even tear up a little bit at the end but it is a good good way if this were to be the last one of them all this was the best way to close it out 
It's not, right. but it would have been. Okay. This is. Uh, That's what it almost feels the, like. Uh, no. <laughs> um, will anybody else get any more questions for him about it? You guys want to talk, touch on that? You want to go ahead and start talking about some uh, some controversial stuff? Uh, let's do Birds of Prey first. Like, yeah, there like you go. Hear what she thinks about it. That's a good and, idea. Uh, we we, we bring up the numbers, but I would like to hear what Miss Katie thought about the movie and uh, you know the female perspective and whatnot. We're all just a bunch of bunch of dudes. It wasn't really made. For, <laughs> I mean, it was made for everybody, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Well, you know, every almost every podcast I've listened to or has been a, from a male point of view. I don't. So, I mean, I'm, I'd like to definitely testosterone you know, in here. Let's get some estrogen up in this guy, yeah. right, girls? I mean, <laughs> right. Well, so what's up, Katie? Tell, talk to us about Birds of Prey. What do you think of it? So I loved it. I gave it, I think, an eight out of ten. Um, it definitely oh, wow. has it has some issues with like overall flow of the story, but I really thought the flow fit with the actual narrative with Harley being the narrator. It definitely worked that way. Um, definitely spoke towards kind of the Deadpool side of things that everyone said the movie was trying to go for. Um I loved the little female aspects. You can really tell the female directed this. Like I said, before Birds of Prey came out, when the hair ties scene got released, like that is something a guy director is never going to think of. And believe me, I am all for the best person needs to get the job. But Kathy did an incredible job with this movie. Like it, and it was so refreshing to see a director actually have input because like we've had female superhero movies get directed by females before, but they were Marvel based or Patty. Patty did an incredible job. Don't get me wrong, but like the Marvel one, which has been the most recent and is the most fresh in my memory. It's so boring and it drives me insane. And it, you can tell (laughs) that there was someone Mm -hmm. over her shoulder that was like, look here no don't do that don't do that like it drives me up the wall so props to warner brothers for letting kathy have this movie and not really being nitpicky into it um i loved the team aspect uh journey is gonna be incredible i really hope she gets to continue in the role like she's a badass she did Mm -hmm. such a great job um I loved uh, Ewan. How do you how do you pronounce his name? Ewan. I always want to say Ewan McGregor. Ew. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I always I say Ewan. I, I would say Ewan too, but I think you were right, but I'm not sure. And Ewan. No, I think it's Ewan. That's how I always say it. Ewan. Well, Ewan had. I'm just gonna say McGregor. McGregor had McGregor. a fantastic. He had he looked like he was having a fantastic time in this role. He was so creepy. He's played such a, a great villain. And every time like he came in the room, I was like, oh my gosh, what is he gonna do next? And then when he cut off the face of those poor family, like I wanted to scream. Like he was the perfect villain. And it was so like I liked the aspects of him being an alpha male and Harley trying to get away from that with Joker. And so it's like it kind of went full circle that even though she got rid of Joker, she still needed to kick someone else. Um, yeah, that was about it. You can 
you can check out my review on my personal website at slicerscribbles.com. So I'll put a link for that in the you... show notes. Cool. But definitely. Um, so all in all, you loved it. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> glowing, glowing the biggest, <laughs> the so. biggest thing I had an issue with was the marketing. Number one, this should have come out on Valentine's Day weekend. It should have been marketed as a Galentine's Day movie because this is the perfect, like, female go to the movies and, like, say, oh, yeah, girl party or whatever. Like, That's what I was hoping for they were trying to do. I'm shocked they didn't. Yeah, yeah because, like, especially with the fact that it's, I mean, the whole thing is Harley just broke up with Joker. It's a breakup movie. Like, Valentine's uh-huh. Day was for girls who were single right. and or, like, broken up. Just it, get it, your bitches and go to a movie. You know? Yes. <laughs> no, I get it. You're right. It's, it should have been. Either, well, they failed on all. I don't give a shit what you want to say, but you failed. They failed on all fucking aspects of that marketing. That was a complete shamble. And I've never, I've never been one to go with the people who've been like, oh, Wonder Woman's marketing was terrible, and Aquaman's, and blah blah blah, and this movie and that one. This movie. I'm like, God damn, they were right. This marketing was fucking terrible because uh, they didn't get it out to the right people or the right, like Katie said, just push it back one week and make it for Valentine's Day where it's, you know, like, what would you call it? Galentine's Day or whatever the day before. Yeah. Sure, get yeah, in there with your girls and be all single and broke up and take up for your time or what do you know what I mean? I, I agree. It should have been marketed towards like, you know, I get it's for everybody. I know that. I know there's no like, I know people are trying to make this narrative. It's like, oh, kicking the man or whatever. I mean, I haven't heard that from many people except for idiots, but, I mean, why not just make it to, like, get your girlfriends together and go, you know, just have a good girl, gal time. You know what I'm saying. Like, it should have just been a gal pal movie. Just get your girls together and go out and watch it. And then, you know, well, it's something that you could have still also brought your boyfriend yeah. to if you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not, I don't care what people say, it's not a social justice warrior movie. Right. A conservative. That's what I was and, like, for. it is absolutely not that. Like, this is great. Uh and it, there's no end-of-world stakes. There's human vices involved. I mean, how many times do we see, like, Superman go to a bar and drink away his sorrows over Lois Lane? I've never read a comic. Please don't tell me he does it in the comic. Uh, Not what the is Superman, Superman 3. Superman 3. He sits yeah. at the bar gets drunk in a Superman <laughs> suit. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> Superman 3 either. Yeah. He literally gives up his powers to be with women so many yes. times in those movies. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that should matter, Tom really. Tom Welling wasn't the only one. There you go. So, it's just, like you see the the Dinah is buried in her work trying to get away from her superhero legacy. Mm-hmm. Harley is clearly involved in the drink trying to get over her breakup like most people. Um uh, Huntress, I mean, people want revenge, but like do they really go assassin like She's been the biggest. She's been the biggest complaint. Other than Cassie Kane being that character only in name, she's been the biggest complaint that I've heard of. And it said they, they people didn't get enough of her, and what they got of her was like super quirky, weird, without really any kind of like further expo- exploration of it. I don't know. That's just been the only crit- and not, not even like a criticism towards her. That's just like the only two real criticisms I've heard of the movie. Yeah. I think they laid down enough work for her that if they're going to have a sequel with her in it, she could you can explore that character more. Right. But yeah, she she was probably the part of the movie that I didn't like the least. Not say or 
yeah, that I liked the least, but not saying she was a terrible part of that movie. Uh, right. Katie, I have two questions for you. You're talking about the marketing was a big problem. What do you think about the name change? Do you think it's better, or do you think it's something they should have done before or never done at all type deal? So the name should have been Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Absolutely. I get the whole emancipation and the weird title thing. An entirely too fucking long title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this, the Birds of Prey obviously don't get their name, which, and granted, it's kind of an introduction movie, so that doesn't quite bug me. But clearly, the the Birds of Prey were kind of a team up without Harley. So the 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 still title kind of says the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Like that kind of gives me the idea that Harley's going to join with the Birds of Prey. Right. Harley didn't join with the Birds of Prey, so it should have been Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Like, it, so it's, it would have been like calling it like x-men and the weird quirky adventures of deadpool and then you go into deadpool one and being like what the fuck like, yeah. mother, like that's the like, miss man you know myth, that's not the right i get it that's the, okay or if the first right. x-men movie was x-men and the discovery of the wolverine something like that like you know wolverine's eyes and shit and you're like, wait a minute wait yeah. a minute we just followed him cage fighting yeah. and all kinds of shit yeah okay. I guess no. I, I agree with you. I don't. I th- thought that should have been what it was from the beginning. And then my my only big thing is I just don't. It's it's weird changing it. Like it's a really weird move to change it. It's it's not yeah. weird. It's smart, but it's too little, too fucking late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily weird because it's it's not really a name change. It it's a theatrical release change, okay. which I mean we've seen that with cats. I mean, clearly they went back and edited the visual mm-hmm. effects. Um, mm-hmm. where it, so that's a great example. That huge well. fucking disaster. Well. <laughs> yeah. That thing was an unmitigated disaster from the effects to the name to how much money went into it. The entire thing. They wouldn't just forget that some bitch even existed. Yeah, I. To me, it it makes sense because people were saying it's a Harley Quinn movie, so. I mean, Warner Brothers is in it for the money. So if you hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, I am i didn't know this was a Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> if I'd known it was a Harley Quinn movie, I would have gone and seen it. Sure. Yeah. It's only smart to do it. Like I said, I think they should have done this. We all, we're all in agreement that the movie should have been titled Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Or Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Correct? Right. Like, like yeah. way back, like in the, in the conception stages. Yeah. Okay, and my other question for you is, do you consider this a sequel to Suicide Squad or just a standalone movie that happens to have Harley Quinn, a member of Suicide Squad in it? I I consider it a sequel kind of like I do Aquaman. To um, Justice League. Yeah. But because, <laughs> I mean, it's reference. Yeah. I'm clapping so, my hey. hands because I said the I exact same say, thing. Didn't Brent... Didn't Brent tell us, like, no, it's just a character continuation? Isn't that what he said to us? That's like, well, hold, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to knock anybody. <laughs> I said the same thing as... No, I, 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 I said it's... I, I definitely said it was a sequel that continues the character. Yeah, the same yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a sequel spinoff. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, sure. a, that's a better way sure. of putting it in my mind. Because for me, a sequel just... It means, like, like, like Ninja Turtles... And the secret of the ooze, you know, th- that that's a sequel. 
to, to Ninja Turtles. Like, same characters, you know, the exact same storyline. It's like you can watch one go straight into the other, and it's like watching one movie. Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers and Friend of the King. Like, what about Turtles watch- 3? Turtles in time. Oh, that's just called the dumpster fire. I didn't include that one for a reason. <laughs> Chris, you're awesome, Chris. That's perfect. Perfect description. I think I think Greg, your your question would be is definitely going to be applicable when we get the Suicide Squad from James Gunn. Absolutely. That would be more interesting yeah. thing when we see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that because that's. I would more and less assume that's going to be a direct sequel to the storyline in Suicide Squad. I mean, well, at least that it'll be the same kind of existence. Like those are the same characters this happened to, sure. type deal. Yeah, it'll just be curious to see what what they they keep again. James Gunn and he has been very, very much uh, deference to uh, Air and everything. He is not saying I'm restarting it, not saying it's doing anything. It's just the next movie. He's going to well, keep what he wants and throw out everything else. Let's be serious. Margot Robbie's in it. Joel Kinnaman's in it. Uh, Jai Courtney's in it. Jai Courtney, yeah. Viola, Viola Davis is in it. All four of those were main well, points well, in the Davis last one. Well, Viola Davis was the main one. Like, that's the only one we needed to be like, yeah, this is the sequel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I just wonder, will, I just wonder, will they say, like, did Chad escape somehow? <laughs> or or his curtains <laughs> ran out or something like that. I'd be super curious if they Jeez. just just make uh, reference to him. <laughs> yeah. Little mouse sneezes. No, sorry. Uh, loud mouse. No, sneeze. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mic is right in front of me. I uh, nothing wrong with it. I sneeze way too loud. Travis, I agree with you, but do you think maybe they'll use the his kid aspect of it? Like, because you remember at the end of Suicide Squad, he had kind of that little not. Not a relation, but you know, what I mean, he'd gotten rights back to see his daughter, or at least, you know what I mean. That could be a way that they could just write him out of it easily. Like he's still in prison, but he's got still that little deal worked out with his daughter. You know what I mean? To see his daughter. Maybe, perhaps. I just wonder if they'll reference him at all because he was such a main part of the first Suicide Squad movie. Right. Or well, if he'll ever we come saw back. the movie through him and Harley's eyes. You know, he was the second main character or co-main yeah. character. Uh, well, let's talk some numbers real quick. Um, I Please looked up do. Box Office Mojo about three hours ago, so I don't know how often it updates, but mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, February 7th through the 13th domestically, uh, 42,158,302. Yeah. And then uh, February 14th through the 20th is 23,365,713, which is, um, Going to be sixty-five million, five hundred twenty-four thousand um, domestic, and about eighty-eight million three hundred international. So it's at one fifty-three. Uh, unless you're a WB shareholder, I don't understand why you would care or why this would bother you. <laughs> Sorry, I just um, had to get it out. Travis knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so we're looking at about one fifty-three eight twenty-four uh, total worldwide for the first two weeks. So, big drop-off from the first week. I mean, obviously, opening weekend is going to be larger, but, I don't know, almost a 50% drop-off. Well, no, more than a 50% drop-off. A 53% drop-off, somewhere in there. I don't so, know, sitting at $153 million worldwide, like, that's almost double their budget. Right, because their budget was, what, about 83 or 86, something like that? 97. 97? Yeah. So then oh, you got to yeah. double, it, double it, even though we're criticizing the marketing, you got to double it for the marketing. 
Yeah. Uh, is that is that what? It has? Yeah, I guess that is what it has to bring the world. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So to even break to kind of break even, they need about two hundred. Yeah. Oh, but, shit, and I mean, man, do we hit. think it's? Do we think it will? You think so? Yeah. I, I'm I'm genuinely curious. I'm I'm being serious. Like I kind of yeah. what we say. Like uh, John Wick three was like I I remember, remember a couple episodes. Guys said I kind of see it doing John Wick three money, but if it's at one fifty seven, it's only the third week. You're right. It's getting but probably. What, what do you guys think it'll get to then? If if we're going by, uh, what was the first drop off with around fifty percent, forty percent, somewhere which, in that area? Which is which is typically million, so, which is yeah. typically standard. You're right, gonna, that's, absolutely. That's and that's what that's Absolutely. what I'm getting that's what I'm getting tired of here and like you know some of the stuff that they've been able to do during weekday shows there's drop off it's just like it, it it's making the standard push like again I know we put these town of movies on on a different pedestal but it's not superman it's not batman no. it's not mm-hmm. tony stark it's not it, it's a different type of movie and it's having the legs like it should but I I think I love the comparison of like someone putting up the articles of saying this like the numbers it had for the first week, and we're great with the movie, great with this movie, great with this movie. Birds of Play flop with those mm-hmm. numbers. So I was like, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's, it, it's, it's doing good. It's doing well for right. an eighty million dollar or ninety seven million dollar movie. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. but it's got the budget. It the issue is in lies in being compared to. Superhero movies with 300 plus budgets. Well, they did not the same thing with Shazam. Budget. People did the same thing with Shazam, being like, oh, will this, you know, failure yeah, and the turn. So, but like you said, the budget was lower and it's Shazam. Like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, he had yeah. a TV series in the 60s, but or whatever, but he's just, he's not, he's not Superman or that. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. He's not, yeah. Uh, For most people, it's an introduction to the character. Exactly. It has three weeks between Captain Marvel and that, that's true too. And yeah, if, if, and, Endgame, Endgame. Yeah. Sorry, it, had, yes. it didn't have a chance to even have legs. No, no that's it, true. Basically, got that's its leg true. cut out from underneath him, its arm, and basically cut off its head <laughs> when Endgame came out. that like, cape right off. It's right. impressive that it is impressive that it made the money that it did. To be honest with you, sure, I I agree with you. It was enough to get yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, people look at those, and they're going to throw birds of prey in that category regardless. I mean, because like you said, the people that have seen it, like, they do love it. It's been high praise, you know, great word of mouth. Critics like it. Audiences seem to like it. And it's just it's just not making the numbers that it should. And like you said, everybody's got their, their clickbait articles typed up about it's flopping, and WB's going to rethink this, and they got to redo that. And you know what I mean? I, I hope oh, they man. don't go in that direction because I don't think they need to. I They're really not. The That's just the articles yeah. and the narrative. It almost money. made four yeah. times this money, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so to, for perspective, Iron Man was a relatively unknown character, and it made two hundred one million worldwide, but it had a hundred thirty five million dollar budget. So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah it's probably good word of mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey was at basically making a little above scale for that movie. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man made five eighty five. Was that domestic then? The two hundred something? No. I'm not sure. It might, it, but that's what it says here. Five eighty five and a budget of one hundred and forty. 
opening weekend? Right. Oh, not oh, opening no. weekend. I thought you were talking total box I actually. thought you were talking total also. Yeah. yeah. No, I was talking opening weekend. It made 201 worldwide. Yeah, okay. Oh, that, that's more believable with the 585. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay, so all in all, we think it'll have legs. We think this movie's going to be profitable. There's definitely going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, I just speak it, hopefully. I'll be I, curious after this weekend's numbers to see what the drop is and what it, yeah, and what it rakes in because it's only going to go downhill. But if it has, what, what was it? 22, if, 22 million last week. If it makes another 21 and holds pretty steady, that's, that's a good sign. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a real good sign. If it makes the same 22 or 21 or if it barely drops to 20, that's a really good sign that it can hold and you can just have that progression and go forward. And it could it could be the little engine that could and just 20 million every weekend to death until it comes up and people go, I'll be damned. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yep. just domestic, too. So. Well, here here's a theory I have, and this is where they could, could, if they're smart, get a second life out of this is when it comes out on digital and uh physical media at that point they can re-market it in the way that they should have i'm not talking about retitling it anything like that they're not going to but marketing it the way it should have been and getting it out there and see exactly can this have can it do bigger numbers i'm not saying like numbers it should do in theaters but could it make it where you know making up for what it didn't do in theaters Right. And can they do it before HBO Max comes out? And this movie's probably going to be on there. Yeah, yeah. Which so it, it should come out because that's not till May. So ooh, you're right; that's going to be close. It's you got close. a point there. It might be one of those premiere movies they, you know, put on there to start the service up with. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen. Oh, you know, you look at some services like, you know, it, I'll be curious to when does. I think they just released Rise of Skywalker's release date. I'm curious when it drops on Disney March. Plus. I wouldn't that's say true. it's gonna drop on Disney Plus till like April. That's that's what I'm saying. I think they might wait a month just to not gut themselves in in buying it. Right. In sales so, makes sense. Especially because most people got the 3.99 for a month for three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, they have it anyway, so they're going to want people to buy it. Yeah. Right. Well, I know right now uh, for 2020, it sits at the third highest movie in the box office, which behind Bad Boys for Life and Doolittle, which is so funny because I can't believe Doolittle was made. Wait, Doolittle? Yeah, that was. Uh, you don't have much competition at this point right now. No. But to, to I mean, fair, that's a fair point, but. Doolittle Little? has been out for a lot longer, I believe, but yeah. it's only it's only let's see one fifty five. It's only thirty million dollars above it, and I think it's been out at least three times as long. It's been out for a month and a half, maybe. Doodle came out right at the beginning of the year, didn't it? Yeah. I can't remember. It'll be interesting to see what what if anything is Marvel going to learn from this one when it comes to marketing uh, Black Widow. This this is going to be an interesting comparison now. I I I still don't think not as much because it's not rated R. I think the Marvel no, movies are no, geared no, for everybody. No, well, I'm I'm just saying in general. I, I understand what you're saying with the rated R, but I'm just saying in general, if they're going to learn anything from marketing, a yes, they have an established character, but a character that that'll be interesting to see that is not the main, the biggest name player of the Avengers. 
Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't think it'll. I think it, with the just the Marvel brand behind it, it's a lot to get three or four hundred million. Yeah. Absolutely. But I could be wrong. I could be proven wrong. After this, could be a post in-game type type world that we're not really sure about now. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see it as well. Yeah. And also the fact that you have a dead character. Sorry. <laughs> he's only she's only dead as long as she only stays dead as long as we uh, continue not to remember her. But well, know. unless you know they really could like real tinfoil hat. Like we've seen scrolls in two different movies, and Nick Fury was a scroll through the entire thing of Far From Home. I mean, what if we go back and we find out that, Nat- that Natasha was abducted, and the one that gave her life was a scroll, and they're like, "Ta-da, she's back." I'd be mad. I'd be mad with that. Put it so Marvel Disney. cheapens another death. You know I, mean? I hardly like, doubt that'll happen. Or, or they, they, they kind of slap, <laughs> slap the uh, soul stone in the face by saying that it could be fooled by a scroll. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'll, I'll still stick by my theory. I'll still stick by mine. One of the other Black Widows, quote-unquote, or her sisters are taking heard, over the name. Oh, sure. She'll be I'm Black sure. Widow, too, for sure. I guess. In the comics, what, at one point, doesn't Nick Fury's wife is is a widow too? Like she's a black widow. Like in one Nick hand, like, does he's got like a time. Yeah, that's why he puts on a black know. widow outfit. Oh, that's uh, long red hair or short red hair. Is that uh, is that in your fanfic or like is this <laughs> just an official <laughs> canon or what? Oh man. Uh all right, cool. Well, y'all got anything else to say about bird spray? You want to move on? Let's keep on going. Rock and roll. Let's do it, man. Let's talk about some Batman. Before we get to the controversial Batman stuff, let's do the Batflex stuff. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Nathan, you want to walk us no, into this one, man? Travis. No? This is Travis, Travis? baby, oh, right, right here. He's, tra- been, on, he's Travis, on top of the news. Travis, mm-hmm. hit us up, man. What's going on? Oh, it's just interviews with Ben Affleck that are coming out since he has this new sports movie out. Mm-hmm. Or coming out. The, and the way back or the way home. Looks awesome. Well, he's basically gone through some tough personal times. Uh, he opens up about that in New York Times article, but he also says that he got burned out with the production process for Justice League, the whole production of it, and he just wanted to step away, walk away from the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also said in another interview that he finished the script. He thought it was good with Jeff Johns, who he loves working with. So you all the haters that are there, like, Jeff Johns got... Ben Affleck fired all you crazy weirdos. You know, hopefully you go to a new thing. <laughs> they won't. They won't. No, they won't. And he also just said that uh, that he thinks Zack Snyder's cut of the movie should be out and yes. released to the people. He said at an interview, I think today. He said he didn't from, know about it. And I want to say. Yeah. I want to say it was. Hold on a second. Sean O'Connell, I think, is his name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he had the interview. Uh, he's with Cinema Blend, and mm-hmm. he's a, he. A side note: He did a podcast. He jumped on with Suicide Squad cast. DC Film did, Squad cast. Oh well, I'm an OG listener, so sorry. I, DC I, me Film too, Squad brother. Cast. Me too. But the, if you search Suicide Squad cast, you're not gonna find it anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, he joined them, and basically, it's a pretty deadly podcast. I tell anybody to go listen to it. It just Absolutely. dropped. Absolutely today basically uh ben affleck is his sobriety like he's finally starting to get his legs that back under him after all the shit he went through and taking it to like losing his wife and 
I mean, you know, in divorce and shit, I mean, like, he's, he is finally starting to come back, and he's opening up about things, and he looks great, he looks like he's, he looks like he's healthy, he's, uh, I mean, he's yeah. still, you know, bat, he's still bat, fat, flack, thick, but it's not, like, fat, you know what I mean, he's just, I think he's just stuck with that muscle now forever, because yeah. he just worked so hard to get in Batman shape, but yeah, he said that basically, I didn't get to read it all, but in a nutshell, like, his, his time on that Justice League production was just kind of hell. Like, and that there was definitely two two different clashing styles. And in that interview, talking about uh, Zack Snyder and his cut of the movie, he said it should be out there. And he goes, and I get it, because you had two different directors and two different styles. And it was almost like you had a pig out there with a horse head on there, and that just doesn't mesh. And, like, I heard was, that's not a direct quote, but it was something of that nature. And, like, I totally agree with him. Like, that's exactly, that's a hell of a way to describe it, to basically, you know, to, to rip it down. Like, really I'm close, Nathan. Really close, except it was a cow instead of oh, a pig. Oh, okay. So close. Okay. So close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just glad that he's he's out there. Like, he's finally over. You know, he's in a good place where he can talk about it. And, you know what I mean? And, like, and everything. And, he wasn't even thing. asked about that. That's the other thing. He was mm-hmm. just... They were just thanking him for being Batman in one of their movies they really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then he kept on going, and that's what he kept talking about. So that's what another thing I found interesting. He has a lot of, like, he, I think he exclusively does movies for Warner Brothers. I'm pretty positive. Uh, I know well, his last few have been. He's done Netflix. a lot of Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Just one. Yeah. He just done that one with got the, a one Triple Frontier. But I think that he, normally he was doing a Warner lot of movies Brothers. with right. Warner Brothers. So I think right. he has a bit of like sway. He's a director too. I think he has just a little oh, he, bit bigger of a voice. That's all. He's in their director pool for sure. Well, I do like that he said that uh, Zach asked him is that wasn't it, wasn't it something along the lines of like why did you tweet out release the Snyder Cut? And he said that Zach contacted him and said that like the fans were doing this thing and I guess gave him like a bare bones shakedown of it and supposedly Ben said like the quote was like Zach, you know I love you, and I'm doing anything to help you. And like I didn't know that there was something else, but like I, like I'm willing to help you. Like you, like somewhere around the long, along the lines of like, what's it hurt to do one tweet to help out? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all he had to do yeah. was piss phone up and type out. You know what I mean? And, and he told us like Zach, you know I love you. So there is always a theme. And I don't care what any clickbait place says or people that hate him. Anybody that has actually actually ever worked with Zach, I I challenge you to find somebody that's come out and spewed a bad word about him that has actually worked with the man. Not been in peripheral, not. I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that was on set that was an extra. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. I mean, actually worked with the man and been on set and been around him. Just had nothing but nice things to say about this man. Like, he, that he's just a, a great guy to work for. He did, there's no nonsense. He gets what he needs, but he's not an asshole. And, like, and I just, I don't know. Like I said, I just it just makes me smile to know that, like, Ben's now in a better place now. It wasn't anything. I mean, it was with that production, but you know what I mean. He's got his life better now. He wants to talk about it, and he... Like Travis said, he kept bringing this up. So, like, obviously, he's he supports it being out there, which which is excellent. We could use all the support we could get, and especially like Travis said, he is one of the Warner brother Warner Brothers in their director pool and one of their top talent. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so he does have some sway, I would think. And I'm just glad he's on our side. And first and foremost, I'm glad he's getting his shit together and he's getting his family. And it sucks that he had to lose Jennifer Garner, but it's still at least he's still got his kids and his health and his career, and he can move forward. Right. And you know, I I. In watching, I sent you saw some of the stuff he did with, um, you know, reading the New York Times, but also his interview with Diane Sawyer on uh, Good Morning America. Um, you can, he's very much 
you can tell <laughs> this divorce hurt him the worst. This one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says that specifically. He, he, <laughs> you yeah. can tell if he, I mean, he said that I could do, he said, I could do a lot of things over again. I wish I wouldn't do it. But I think the divorce from this one, he knew this was, this would have been the, it felt like it was the one to mm -hmm. last. Um, you know, we, this, uh, I'm like you, everyone's echoing it. I'm so happy he is out there just putting it out there and being as vulnerable as he is as saying, you know, he, he, and I think he said it on the interview that he doesn't want to be, and I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher it. He doesn't want to be the, the sin for his kids or he doesn't want to right. be the regret for his kids. He's got a long, unfortunate, as sometimes addicts do have an unfortunate mm -hmm. family history with it. And, you know, one of the things he didn't want to do is be divorced. And it's now three for him. Mm -hmm. And it, it's oh, a God, hard. It is three, isn't it? And, you know, speaking from a, a child of divorce, you know, that the two for my dad too, at, that, at, that, at that point, you know, mm -hmm. that's. It, divorce is hard for everyone, but I, you know, I can definitely, I definitely saw it in my dad's eyes. It's a, it's a look at failure. You know, it, it's a tough road mm -hmm. to ever go down and no one ever gets into a marriage doing that. But I like how this will be, he is this, we're going into his third act and he's, he had a first act and had a fall from grace. His second act, you know, the, the years when he led to his Oscar with Argo and, you know, everything like that in the fall at this point. I think I think this time I, I more see it. I think he sees exactly in his talking about his his wants. I, I think we got the opportunity to see him at, as Batman for two films. Tech, you know, technically a little, little side in Suicide Squad. But, but I, I like the time we did get with him. I think he is going to be what George Clooney did at when Batman and Robin fell. He is going to now just focus on movies he wants to do, like kind of what he was getting to in his second act with Argo, Gone Baby Gone. I think he is, this is where he's going to be. I very highly doubt we're going to see Ben Affleck ever again in a justice league superhero i think he's done with that i think he he knows the pitfalls he tried it again and it just it it killed him you know i i, I would love to see just even the script of what he had planned it would have just been cool but uh, i'm i'm rooting for him i've always been a ben affleck fan um you know, I wish him the best and i look forward to see i i'm definitely i hope the reviews of this new movie are going to be kind um, just because it looks it looks good. It's yeah, it, it looks it looks very formulaic, but it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I really just got to kind of add on to not even really add on, just kind of echo everything you guys just said. You know, like Nathan was saying, I watched the interview with was it Barbara Streisand, you said. <laughs> Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. Why I say Barbara Streisand? How did you get Barbara Streisand? I don't know how I got that anyway. <laughs> Um, I watched the shout interview. out to Streisand. There, there's, there's, there's your opening, Greg. There's yeah. your opening. That's right. Um, and uh, you're right, man. He looks great. He looks happy. He looks like or not happy, but he looks more at peace. Like he he's got things figured out. Um, uh, you know, I'm very happy for him. I hope that 
everything goes moving forward as well. And Chris, that was a great way of thinking about it, about it being kind of his third act. And I think he can really do great things. I've always been a fan of everything he does well. I'm just, uh, he'll probably always be my favorite Batman. Um, just love the look, love everything about it. Wish I could have seen the, the full um, idea of what was going to happen with him and maybe see what was going to happen with him in the future. But I think you're right. I think he's done with these kind of movies. I think he's ready to do more artistic stuff and stuff that's more his his kind of style. I, I honestly don't see him being in a lot more acting stuff. I kind of want to think he'll get into more just producing and, and directing stuff, but I don't know. He he's not the director's chair. Yeah, he really does. Uh, the he, new movie that's coming great, out was great good. knack for it. And, and yeah. he just finished writing a script with uh, Damon. So, okay. Always good and then the accountant too is coming up sometime soon, right? Like I, I'm pretty sure that's still full steam ahead on the accountant. Oh, too, I which hope that, so. I know that first yeah. one was excellent. So I'm hoping we get more of that shit. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the new movie. Was it The Way Back? The name of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saw yep. the preview yeah. for that at Birds of looks Prey, good. and it looks looks really really good. Looks good. Uh, right up my alley kind of movies, like a but um, jerker. Yeah, maybe you know. But I'm excited for that. But um, you know, talking about him being my favorite Batman, that can take mm-hmm. us right into uh, mm-hmm. another Batman that we're going to be talking about. Oh, got snippet so. Earth yeah. six Batman. Earth six Batman. So I think everybody else has led different sections off. I'm gonna leave this one off with my little thing here, and I'm gonna oh, get things going. And y'all can kind of react to what I have to say about this because I'm gonna look at the picture oh, while I'm shit. talking about this. So mm-hmm. uh, as we know from last, yeah, careful. Week, Warner so. Brothers is listening and watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> please exactly. be listening, Warner Brothers. Please. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I kind of uh, feel like the the, the suit is not looking very good and uh <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm what? sorry i'm sorry I just, a sniped I just... <laughs> set pick doesn't look good holy shit you're kidding me oh you <laughs> dude they... guess Get what i'm here. scrolling Breaking water news. water is wet news at 11. I'm scrolling up the uh, the the chat we have here, and Nathan, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you sent that one picture, and every time I open it up, I can't stop laughing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to look at it right now of the uh, the Batman picks. That's were awesome of the Batman in the uh, on the Harley. Yep, <laughs> on the cruiser, <laughs> at cosplay. And every time I open it, I start laughing. I'm trying not to look at it. I'm gonna scroll past mm-hmm. it. But, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So okay, oh, damn so let's, let's start out with saying yes. I know that these are leaked set picks, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But the one picture we're looking at is a pretty damn clear picture. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it looks. It, it. I mean, it's not like just a leaked set pick. Like, this is a full on, straight up, just clear picture of, you know, the bat suit. And while I do like different takes on the bat suit, I like to think that my millionaire or billionaire or whatever billionaire thing he is, Bat or Bruce Wayne, doesn't mm-hmm. go to Party City. And Dick Sporting uh, put his suit together. It. Now, I now there are things I like about it. I like the chest plate. I like the bat symbol. And from the from this picture I'm looking at right here, the cowl looks better from far away than it did up close. Because up close it looked like just an unfinished you know shoe or a torn apart shoe put across his face. Um, those better be pins on his wrist and not projectiles. Yeah, what are the arrows? That's what because I'm wondering now. Yeah, I'm looking if, at the same pick. If they're projectiles. And he mm-hmm. uses them as a weapon, and Twitter doesn't hate him automatically for this. Hey. Then, then I'm gonna blow Twitter up. I have it ready. Uh, I have my finger on the button, and it's already wired. I'm gonna blow Twitter well, up. Look at. <laughs> okay, I'm not so much. 
I, I noticed the little the pin rocket dailies on his yeah. gauntlets, but what I really noticed underneath that irks the shit out of me is look at the the blades or the the fins or whatever that comes out and how they're like just kind of laying there all willy nilly and flappy around. I don't that uh you know what I'm talking about his little what the yeah. fuck you know his claw blade things that come yeah. off there blades you know? on the gauntlets yeah, yeah. and then like, he, he's got he's got know. his uh black Deadpool pants with the leg straps and the uh the army belt around the waist. I mean hey. Hey, but you it's know clearly what's on a stunt. That I'm just noticing? That's a gun belt. That's a gun well, belt on. with clips. That's hold got on. A holster. That's got a clip holster. Katie, that's an interesting point. Now you say it's clearly a stunt suit. Mm-hmm. So Ela- elaborate. So okay, I hate talking about set picks, but like I got I like it's driving me up the wall because we saw there was also a video published of him riding the bike and then falling. I can guarantee you that not Pattinson <laughs> in the in the bike. Like Pattinson is multi million dollar actor. He's not gonna be in the bike if he's got a helmet on. That's a stunt actor in a stunt suit. You can see the CGI marks where the cape's supposed to go. Like it it and it's I think somebody said it was supposed to be like a day to night shoot, so it's supposed to be like it's going to be in the film as like a nighttime scene. Okay. So okay. It, it's not going to be as clear the differences in, in the suit. So, okay. So what you're telling me is the, the, the leg strap, the leg belts and the gun holsters and the football shoulder pads might not be on there on, on the actual suit. Like, okay. So it, 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 it might be on there, but it might look a little smoother. Okay. So it might look piecemeal right now, but a lot of people, and, and again, I've never read a comic book. I'm sorry, uh, but like a lot of people are saying it's a year one type thing uh, with the Riddler. And so, I mean, it could have been like this first movie. It's going to be, okay, he's putting the suit together himself. The second movie, because this is supposed to be a trilogy, it could have a more billionaire type suit because he's older. And of course he's going to get a new suit every movie. But like, we're doing it. So your interpretation is that it's another origin story. So he's still putting the pieces that this is his temporary suit until he keeps building it. Yeah. Could be. Okay. I've, I've, I, I, well, I mean, it, I could be wrong. Everything I've heard, though, is that it's not another origin. I've heard, which this could be just fucking people blowing smoke up the ass, but I've heard it's like a year two. That's, or that's the latest, the latest hot rumors, that it's not year one, it's year two. Let it, yo, so it's still early in his career, but we don't have to see the Waynes die again and him building his own, you know, brand new suit out of, you know, like like Batman Begins. Like, we don't have to see him kind of piecing the shit together and doing it. No. That, but uh, who knows? Maybe we're doing a complete only origin story again, and, and it's all going to go from there. I'm not sure. That's just what I've heard. I, I just would never. I learned the hard way as a kid to never judge a book by its cover. And to mm-hmm. me, this is the cover story gone wrong. This right. is the I'm. I hate this cover, so I'm going to not go see it and right. hate myself three years later when I go see it. Right. Right. Because. I mean, Matt Reeves' Planet of the Apes movie looked phenomenal. I mm-hmm. I would not see him putting out a crappy product. No. 
And, and no. I agree with you on that. And and when I look at this, like I said, I realize it's just a, a first set pick. Set it's, it's a pick. test screening, everything. And and I know that it's not the finished product. But you know, honestly, it's Batman. They've already got my money. Like I and and, and I and I honestly think Whoa. that even if I didn't like the suit, oh, that I I can still go see the movie. And hopefully I'll, it'll be a good enough story and acting job that I'll still yeah, enjoy the movie. And it's very capable of happening or possible. That happening. is the suit. I yeah. don't think they're changing the legs up. I think he's having gun belts and shit because the screen test, that's the same armor, the shoulder pad look. Because in the screen test, you can see how they kind of go up. People thought it was armor, the same chest pad. It's the same cow. Like, yeah. I mean, why would he just wear the same top or change pants later on in the movie? I got a feeling that's our suit. Now, that's just a stunt double in a stunt suit to move. And, of course, the real suit looks better and is more pieced together. You know, when Pattinson shows up to do his FaceTime on it, of course it's going to be a little more put together. But I got a feeling that's going to be the suit because why Why would he have the top be the same but just change the pants? That's the same symbol on there at the top. That's the same cow. That's the same when he walks in in that red thing with that score on the screen test and he moves his shoulders. You can see that shoulder platelet or whatever it is slide into place when he's moving and you can see that when you look at his shoulders that set pick he's got that same little platelet i can't i can't honestly see why they would just change his pants later on i'm like all right like you wear the same top wear your pajama pants out right now but then we're gonna come back and put the bat pants on i'm maybe i'm wrong but that's weird that's real so i mean we've all seen the cgi pics of like brie larson and uh, Tom Holland in their skin tight suits. I'd imagine right. the CGI right. is going to look a little better. Plus, it, with it being a stunt suit, you want the stunt double to be able to move around a little more than. But why would he need suit. gun holsters for a stunt suit? Because you still want the the stunt suit to look somewhat similar to the real suit. So Batman's going to have guns in this one and gun holsters. Potentially, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. They could be holsters for his Nathan. But hey, you know, you're right, Travis. They could. Maybe, you know what? If this is your two, you're right. Maybe he did repurpose an old, like, police belt as his first yeah. utility belt. Maybe that's why he's got the clip things on there. And maybe that's okay, why. I got to say something. And that is, I think that. Can I ask you how many bat suits were in BBS? Uh, BBS. Two. Um, two. Three. Building the third one. Three. Building the third one. Okay, yeah, yeah, Alfred was building the other one. No, he wore the mechanical suit. He wore the actual suit and, he, and a nightmare suit. So three. Okay. So do you think that do you think that there could be a high probability that this is a suit like what Chris shared two comic panels today in our chat? Do you think that it that just could be the suit he got on right now for him to be driving the bike? Let's say maybe that's not a night to day set, but maybe that is the day set, and that's the only that, that's what he got on to drive Ooh. the bike in the daytime. Maybe he, the holsters for and, a grappling gun. And, and there yeah, is no cape. There is no cape that goes on back. There is no cape that goes on back. Maybe that's just that's true. what he wears. CGI right? that on. Hmm. Well, there, maybe there's just no cape for this version of the bat suit when he's okay. on a bike. Maybe like instead of okay. some backpack, like in the one panel Chris shared, like there's a backpack. There's no. Yeah, what's there's that no from, cape. Chris? Uh, this was a storyline, a year-long storyline from Snyder and Capullo's beginning run. It's called Batman Zero Year. Um, hmm. It was a year-long story. It is directly involving the Riddler, and um, you know, at one point, spoilers ahead, three, two, one. Um, Riddler does flood Gotham and, um, Batman has, you know, disappears at one point. People don't know. And he comes back 
Uh, it is a redefinition of, you know, beginning origins. It is a, you know, it started with, it is the new 52 run. So it's looking at, you know, an early Batman, you know, I don't know what year we're, we're looking at, but it's a, it's a very interesting story. Um, and, and like I said, you know, those are a comparison, but, you know, I've, I've come to the point where I'm so tired of just knee-jerk reactions. It starts with the, you know, the camera test. It's clearly a camera test at that point, and, and we get so much out of it. And, you know, it, it's, you know, people are saying, how these set photos get leaked? Well, guess what? When you get a movie like this, you know, you're bound to get set photo leaks like this. It's It's right. unfortunate that it came out literally a week or two after, you know, we get the camera test. But... Right. They they had to get that camera test out there because they knew this was going to be happening. Yes, yes, and, and, yes. and it's not like they planned it. I'm tired of this. Oh, they planned for this. No, they don't oh, plan God, for this. They don't plan for this, but they're no. smart enough to know once he's out there in the suit, it's only a matter of time yep. before these set photos get out. So they mm-hmm. want to at least hint at it. And uh, I'm, I'm with you, uh, you know, Travis, that this is could be a suit it may not be the it may not be the main suit but it's it's hard for me to make any sort of comments without context without an idea of where this is placed how this is done i i can't and i will not make a comment you will uh, of no (laughs) (laughs) i'll force choke you through this i swear to you um but I, I can't, I can't be a, 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 a fan, you know, a, a, I, I live and breathe Batman, but I, I really restrain myself in the sense of it, it's, it's a set, it's a leaked photo where I have no context. So how can I make a commentary on it without that context? Yep. It, it, I, I can't make an educated commentary. Look, I Batman could run I, around in just a cow, the cape, and his boxers for an entire movie. And I'd be like, what the fuck? As long as he's Batman is fucking that movie, I'm going to watch it. And be like, that was metal. Like, well, give me another one. You know what I mean? Like, as long you know, as he's it, Batman, it, it's cool. We're going to go. We'll, we'll like it. Yeah. No. It, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just very, it, it's just what it is right now. And I said, okay, I'll say this. I'm intrigued. But I'm intrigued to see where this fits into the story. We don't know where this is. Yep. We don't know how this right. is. And with context, I'll be, you know, it's the same kind of knee jerk reaction that people had when Heath Ledger was, oh, my God, Knight's Tale, 10 things I hate about you. What's he going to do? Ended up being the redefinition of the Joker said, so let's wait and see, then make judgment. Then if you still hate it, fine, go back to Nolan, go back to Keaton, go back to nipples on the bat suit. That's fine. Again, (laughs) so hot. (laughs) <laughs> i mean my, my, I, i'm all for batman with axes in his hands ready to go to go to the dark multiverse and screw Rhett. some stuff up you there know? you go i want to see i want to see the lasso of truth on a chainsaw ready to cut some motherfuckers off like give there it you let's go. see uh, I let's like see that. let's see like hey, batman on a uh, on a bone bone motorcycle with a scythe in hand let's go to town there you go. <laughs> let's do it so so again, I, I, I can't say one way or another how I feel about it because again I stand by what I'm saying. I don't know context, therefore Look, I have no comment. They could make this interpretation. It could be Bruce Wayne, but they could make him like Thomas Wayne and he could be holstering two pistols and just putting motherfucker down through the whole movie. And I'm gonna be on the edge of my seat if it's still a Batman movie, being like, Yes, 
You know what I mean? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm just saying. Right now, mm-hmm. and of course, it's just as like I said, it's a sniped fucking set pick. It is not meant for mass consumption. I mean, right now, like we can look at it and be like, you know, Stephen Amell ha- gladly handed over the Walmart Batman comments to the to this guy today because he ain't gonna hear that shit no more until we see this hey, shit Walmart better defined. <laughs> you and I are gonna fight, Nathan. No, I said I didn't say I'm calling him Walmart Batman. I'm saying it's gonna be two on one handicap match. Katie, because I'm joining. <laughs> Travis handles no slides. He gets arrow or the arrowverse. And, 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 I never said arrowverse, Nathan. Never said arrowverse. I, I never said arrowverse either. But arrow, you don't touch my baby. And, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Let's remember, we have Matt Reeves directing. Right. He's an established player. DC and Warner Brothers are not going to basically at this point take their their biggest confidence in their main store. I mean, again, Superman, Superman, but Batman is Batman right now, and he's the only one still out there at this point, you know, in the films. They are not going to just allow something like this without context again they're they're in production obviously Gosh. again they've read this they understand it they took they're... andy circus and made him a green leotard into a fucking badass ape like i think he's got it yeah hey and, you know and andy circus play so i mean again let's let's pump the brakes a little bit fans let's let's pump it back let's see exactly what we are gonna get again. We're we're a good, almost a little less than a year, maybe from a first trailer, maybe from an actual contextual look at the final bat suit. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's like I was saying. I I, I know it's a picture, so I didn't want to overreact. I'm just going with my initial reactions. But what y'all are saying makes a ton of sense, and it does kind of put me a little more at ease thinking about yeah you know they're right it could be this it could be that and i know it's going to be different in the end uh, there was one other thing that bothered me about the pictures though and katie already actually answered it without even knowing it was i didn't like that all the stuff was pictures of him in the bat suit out in the middle of the day like that bothered me because batman doesn't just go out in the middle of the day and do stuff in his bat suit walking down this riding his motorcycle down the street and stuff but y'all said this is supposed to be like a day to night Type scene where he does if Joker goes out pop capping motherfuckers at 11 a.m. He does, he goes out and puts the Joker down. I'm hating yeah. when people say it. Like, if Joker wakes up one day and goes, You know what? It's a nice day. I'm gonna crime early today. I didn't, you know, I didn't okay. sleep all day. Right. Batman's not gonna sit right. in Wayne Tower and go, Fuck, it's not nighttime. I gotta sit here and just watch him kill these motherfuckers. No, he's gonna go out and stop it. I hate you're, it when people you're right. say that. I guess it just looks weird seeing Batman ride a motorcycle down the street in the middle of the day as opposed to the same street at night. It just looks different. You know, maybe it's just a it. thing in my mind. I'm not sure, but I don't know. That was the only thing that bothered me. But like I said, Katie kind of answered that. So, um, can you imagine how pissed people would be? Like all the criminals would just be like, Batman doesn't come out until nighttime. We Fuck only that come guy. out We're at night. Start doing all right. our crime during the day. <laughs> but um, y'all got anything else you want to say about Batman? Batman, anything? I I said my comments on it. Tra- Travis, you 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 liked it, right? You said, you oh liked. yeah. Yeah, right, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to judge it like I'm more in Chris's camp I'm not going to judge it like it could be like I said it just could be a part of the movie this could just be one That's a good. variation yeah. of the suit that he wears to go out in the daytime or just this one time to go out on the bike I don't know so I'm just going to wait until I actually see something concrete I've seen far too many 
movies in this nature now. Oh yeah, hot takes. Mm-hmm. Like I guess me many. and Nathan are really the only ones who are on the side of we're kind of skeptical of it right now. We're, we're the most skeptical. And, 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 that, and that's okay. That's yeah. that's completely fine. And, and I'm not necessarily saying you your opinion is you know not necessarily warranted at that point. You're a fan. You you have it as much as I do, but it's. This is going to be one of the most heavily scrutinized movies that are coming out because of the history of the character. So, you know, I'm I'm just going to, you know, I, this doesn't surprise me, the reactions. We knew set photos were going to leak, but, you know, it's just one of these things that it just comes with the territory. And I and Warner Brothers is kidding themselves to think that this wasn't going to happen. Right. All right. They're pretty, they seem you to gotta kid be to themselves them. a lot in the last couple of years, but that's a tale for another time. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on with it, man. We got one more thing to talk wait, about. Wait, and... wait, yeah? uh, Chris, did you want to talk? Did you want to touch on, um, what was it, Dan? Dan DiDitto or whatever oh, yeah. the hell you say his last name? Leaving? Oh, Nathan uh, wants to get everything out of the way before he like, starts. What happened? <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell happened? Well, uh, I, didn't, I just saw the article or the headline. And I was like, he did, like, did he just quit today or, like, what happened? Uh, he he has exited uh, Dan DiDitto. Uh, co-publisher of DC Comics has been a mainstay in that company for 18 years. Um, has an uh, he is departing the company, um, and and so Jim Lee is now the sole uh, publisher uh, uh, of that. Um, you know, it, it's it's an it, you know they a comicbook.com initially reported that he was removed from his position, but. Um, we will they have since recanted <laughs> they have you know again it's, it, i'm not knocking things it's just you know it, it you got to be careful with your wording when it comes to this stuff but um sure. you know looking at the ign article they said they spoke to a source of knowledge of the situation who said didio has always been known for being a uh, traditionalist whose primary focus was taking care of the direct comics market but now the company is moving its focus more towards brands and franchises a restructuring within the company is a possibility, but nothing has been decided as of yet. In January 2019, DC laid off three percent of its workforce in a restructuring. Um, he's got a. I mean, again, I I've actually personally met Dan DiDio twice. Actually, when he's come through Charlotte for Heroes Con, always been a nice guy. I did kind of joke with him at one of them um, about where his uh, <laughs> vehement pu- pushing of killing Nightwing. <laughs> came from that 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 uh, of the need and and yeah, why do that. you hate Nightwing, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he got he he took it tongue in cheek because I didn't come after him in that. I more meant it as a joke just because it's been very well known at that point that he Nightwing was supposed to he wanted Nightwing to be the one to fall in a infinite crisis, but um, it, it's he he has been as of. You know, a number of years he's a, he is a controversial in the sense of like some of his opinions and some of his you know outside of Nightwing just some of his directions. But no one can argue how much this man has helped shape and lead DC in its directions uh, as it's been. You know, he he is he is an icon. He he has done some great work in comics and. You know, if DC, this, you know, companies go through these transitions and if they want, if DC is going through and wanted to usher in this quote unquote 5G, whatever it's going to end up being, you know, 
Maybe it's time for a change in direction, and let's, it does uh, Let's slow clap Jim Lee because look at the come up of this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Like, man, he becomes the the head guy of like in charge and has plans for the DC universe and for TV and all that shit. And now he's the sole publisher, unless they place somebody up to be the co one. Like, look at this dude. Like, he went straight from like three years ago being like being a good. A high up guy to like being the guy to make decisions with these characters at this point in time, like good for him. Yeah, I mean it, it is a rise, and I don't think anyone will ever say that. You know, Jim <laughs> Lee, you know his his caliber. I mean, this is this is great for him, and absolutely, it, it's well, it's well gonna, it's, it's going to be very interesting, just because I think DC. No pun intended. Their their rebirth line gave DC the biggest, best adrenaline shot that they've had in a long time, and and relaunching, um, and bringing new life into these titles. And so, as of late, it's gotten a little muddled. Um, you know the the way Doomsday Clock hurting things the way I hear it. The way Doomsday Clock has did not meet the deadlines and had to shift focuses, you know that's that that was a problem and ended up being a great story. But you know a number of things has kind of like kind of DC's kind of stuttering again. So if they are this future, whatever it's going to be, um, you know again, like I said, it, it, it's it's a big departure. It'll be interesting to see if and when he does make a statement. It'll probably vary. You know, not the one where he says exactly what's going on, but you know, we'll we'll wait and see. I mean, DC is in good hands with Jim Lee, and it, it was a very big shock. But I think the writing has been on the wall for a while with to me Didio. Um, but again, he's he's done amazing things there. His legacy is fully intact, um, and he'll be missed. It'll be interesting to see what his what's next for him, or is he just going to uh, quietly retire and you know, just going to the sunset. He's going. He's going to IDW to make that Transformers and GI Joe crossover some shit of legendary status. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> not even that. No, I just saw that thing. It's just been announced. Sandman Lock and Key crossover. Hmm. Really? Yep, just announced. Wow. So that'll be interesting. I got to read. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think? Um, do you think Marvel tries to scoop up a person like him? Uh, mm. it's it's. I don't see it. I don't see it. Do you think some a publishing company like IDW, which is basically like your number three, even though they're not as big, do you it think would, they try to put an offer out there and would just, try to, to bring life to a newer franchise and do something, bring his ideas to a different set of toy boxes? You know any, what I mean? Anything's possible. I could see it as an independent. I've seen, you know, looking at histories of different people that jump back and forth of his caliber and his know-how and things like that going to the more creator control creator owned stuff just to get a break for mm-hmm. being 18 years in the one corporate of the big two world. yeah corporate world so it could be i definitely will sell the idea of him going to marvel i think that's not gonna sure. happening but we could see a break and then he comes in to one of these i think that's a great idea for him going to one of the creator controlled uh Firms, but I could see him taking a break for a little bit to figure out what he wants to do. Do you okay. think DC's put out a call to Jeff Loeb already? <laughs> I'm, seriously, uh, they've got an it, opening now for some. Maybe not that. Maybe not that position. But I, if they're going to promote within, they've got a high-ranking position opening up. They do, and I think I think they want to try to give 
I think this is a way to give Jim the full keys to the castle. And no, 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 no. I'm not saying put somebody up there next uh, to Jim. I'm saying like a couple spots under Jim. I'm not <laughs> saying Lope comes in and is like swinging his fucking hammer around making decisions, but they put him up there. You know what I mean? I think what, from seeing what happened with Jeff with stepping away and kind of being pushed to the side of uh, Marvel TV as it did not work out as well as they thought. I, I last I heard, I think he's getting back into writing again and taking a Good break him, from man. break. Cause I, I, I can't wait to, I, I really, I've always loved Jeff Loeb as a, as a writer. Um, right. I, I want to see him I mean. get Maybe back. Maybe DC scoops that. him up to write. Yeah. What if they make him a head writer or something? That's what I mean. I don't, yeah. Not necessarily gotcha. to be in creative okay. control of shit, but to bring him over. Yeah. Give him lots of money to do an important job. Exactly. To make make the next Doomsday Clock only have it come out on time and making that. Well, maybe not that event, but you know what I'm saying. Get him in yeah. there and like, let's see what he can do. Huh? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, like I said, it's gone through restructuring, and this is just the be- this is just the first. This is one of the biggest names to come out of this restructuring. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, see. That. We'll see see what it holds. You know, Wonder Woman started this Wonder Woman 750 hinted at the uh, future of DC. We've got the death metal officially confirmed that may be leading us into this uh, 5G idea. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. The time will tell. Uh, All right, cool, man. Well, let's let's go ahead and walk into the last little bit. Nathan, I saved you to open the last part of it, man. (laughs) your favorite part i know you've been looking forward to it i'm not even gonna say anything i'm gonna go take my dog outside start us out about uh listen to this guy he don't give a shit what i got to say he's like (laughs) f this guy i'm out of here (laughs) thanks greg thanks okay Uh, hurry up i'm ready to go to bed i'm just kidding all right no uh man you know how nice it was to have like come home from work or something there's a brand new episode of clone wars like that was just that was just, to me, that was just crazy. Like, I had a big smile on my face. And what was this, the uh, the Bad Batch arc? Yep. Man, and just hearing that music hit and seeing the, you know, the, the Clone Wars thing fade to the back, and then you get your blue fortune cookie thing on the front there, and then you yeah. get your, you know, your, your radio drama, you know, over the voice, you know, like, ah, oh, God, I loved it. It was just, boom, you jump right back in, and man, the first thing I noticed was that animation beautiful like that was rebel style animation you know i'm talking about like, that shit just... even more wow yeah. absolutely and I season five and six looked great and i mean whether you like the story of rebels or not like you gotta admit the animation rebels look made that shit almost look real and i mean just that opening planet and the ships and the wow that shit look that beautiful animation beautiful like you said really really stepped it up and um i mean i know like it was a little weird getting to see uh Anakin with his hair puffing out a little more, but if you've noticed from like the movie and from season one, every couple years like his season grow, her hair grows out a little more. About the time Ahsoka got her uh, teenage outfit and stuff, like his hair got a little bit longer. And now we're jumping in this last arc, and it's you know coming down. I just think that's kind of kind of cool, but it was a little weird to get used to. And I just thought it was a cool ass that we like. I love Captain Rex. He's one of my top five favorite Star Wars characters. Just I just fucking love that character, and I, I I was thoroughly enjoyed that this was a clone centric episode. What were your guys's uh, first initial thoughts on this? Go for it, Katie. So I this I, number one, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like four o'clock, 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to sleep. And then I was like, wait, Clone Wars. Oh, my gosh, Clone Wars. <laughs> so then I pulled up the Disney Plus app and watched it in bed. So And I haven't That's had a chance awesome. to watch it. Um, it's, it's so great that I was able to pull it up on an app, first of all. Yeah. Right. Um, but I loved how much this episode touched on Rex and how you can see how this war is beating him up and how the losses are affecting him. Um, the Bad Batch was amazing. I loved mm-hmm. them. I thought they were hysterical. Uh, I liked the idea behind them taking the good mutations. Um, and, of course, naming the squad after 99. Yeah. Oh, I, I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> Clone unit 99. And I love Rex. I love Rex going nice touch. Like I thought that was because if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, if you know, you know. Because that it goes back to, like man, that was one of the most touching. Like I, 99. What's up, Team 99? You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't realize yeah. I was gonna love that character and those episode arcs so much. But I just thought that was a very nice callback. Yep. Yeah. And and of course, wait. Okay, everyone's seen the episode, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think someone asked earlier, but I wanted to triple check. Um, but the fact that Echo's alive! Oh what my gosh! And, and and that is my one big criticism about the show. Not that Echo's alive. They sh- he should have Rex. That should have been out of the script until the very end of the show. That should have been the reveal. I did. You know, I just didn't like that in the middle of the show. We're already hearing his um. His theory that it might be Echo. Yeah, I, I wish I they would have held that off. That would have been the even bigger stinger. That's my right. only but big criticism they about it. The seed. Yeah, but I just think the fact that, they... that Rex kind of recognized it. It just shows how much of a oh yeah of a character. Well, he is. I do. I like the nice subtle touch though that it's on their mind and Rex and Anakin. The Anakin's so in tune with Rex that he knows something's wrong because Anakin even says, "Is there something else, Rex?" And Rex mm-hmm. kind of looks at no, no, sir. And then he comes to Cody later, and he's like, you know, am I crazy? And then it's when he lays it out to him, or when Cody comes to him. I just thought that was a very nice, subtle touch, too, that Anakin's so in tune with him that he can tell that there's something, you know, that Rex is keeping something. He can feel it in the forest, or whether he just knows it. Because Anakin just straight up says, is there more, you know, like, what what else, you know? So that was a very nice touch. And and they could have just, you know, him just looking at the picture, just remembering the lost things like that. They could have just left it at that. It's nagging at him, things like that, and just... It, it, that would have been an even bigger stinger, but yeah, I'm with you, Katie. Echo is alive. It, it, Did it, you guys it, see that I said the I said the YouTube clip of yep. of him dying and how they left that? I sent that in the chat. Oh earlier. yeah, it, it's it's a great way to start this show. As we kind of said a couple of episodes ago, that this is this show has made the clones so much of a a very real character that we truly care about. And to start the series, not with Jedi, not with, you know, Palpatine or anything like that, focusing on the clones, bravo. What a, what a, what a way to start this, start the show. Um, and, and it's yeah. going to be, you know, these next, these next 11 episodes are going to be very interesting to see all these different arcs that they're going to bring in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, well, me just going into it, I'm sorry, Katie. No, um, Let's say me just going into it and watching Clone Wars. I didn't catch up. I tried my best. I got two episodes left in season four and then five. Those are the best two of seasons. I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying. But the cool thing is I did recognize the stuff with Echo because I did watch The Citadel not too long ago because that's 
right towards fresh the in end. Your mind. Yeah, it's very fresh in my mind. So mm-hmm. it was cool to make that connection. I was excited with them, but the graphics look better. Yes. This one than they yeah. did. That's um, what we were talking about. How beautiful yeah. is that animation? Yeah, it looked, looked really, really good. Um, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't bored at any point in time during this episode. There, there's been some times where I've been watching it where I'm kind of, you know, I kind of my mind wanders off a little bit where it's kind of a boring moment. There wasn't really in this one at all. Uh, maybe I was just excited about the, you know, the new season and the new episode, and I'm watching this at the same time y'all are, so I can react to it in live, but you know, real time with y'all. But uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm excited for the season. I'll hopefully be caught up by the next episode, like two. See it seven, so that way everything I'm watching is brand new. But um, so there may have been some stuff I missed. Like I, I didn't connect with the Force 99. Like I, I knew it was something because I wrote it down. Excuse me, the Clone Force 99. But I don't, I didn't get it. Maybe it's this arc I haven't watched yet or something. No, it come that come from season one where they where they get because the, the arc that you like where they get attacked on Camino and the cadets and everybody have to go 99. The, the ep- yeah, that's like season oh, that's, three, that's the, episode clone, three. That was him. No, I think that's it's the first it episode of season two. Yeah. I yeah, think. or yeah, whatever. It was. Yeah, it's clone. Yeah. It's clone. You know, he was ninety nine, and that was a callback to him because in that one batch, Echo uh, even okay. says, "Echo says, I think we're a bad batch when they can't when they can't win the Domino Squad can't face that thing." So the bad batch yeah. is a callback to them, and ninety, you know, Clone Squad ninety nine is a callback to him. It's all it's all interconnected. It's, it's fucking cool, man. I just I love the little nice. That's why Dave Filoni needs to be in charge of everything because he ties this shit, and weaves it up. If he's making connections like that with just this, I can't wait to see what subtle little shit he weaves in to, uh, into the Siege of Mandalore about the Mandalorian. There's going to be some kind of connection there, and I can't wait to find it. Yeah. Well, and I did want... Sorry, I'm going to cut in. Okay. Um, This arc is actually... I, I believe you can find it on YouTube as the unfinished animation. Yes. This is one of the... One of the episode. This is an arc... <laughs> Um, that was part of what they were doing before the show got canceled. And so they did release the unfinished animation portion. So if you're curious and you want to venture into it, you can find it on YouTube. But there could have been changes made to it. So just I looked that up, actually, because I wanted to know. I've never seen the unfinished animatics one. But the only there's one whole the, 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 the episode is almost exactly the same, same dialogue, everything. The only scene that they added was the scene of him looking down at Domino Squad, looking down at Heavy, Echo, and Fives at that picture, and Cody coming up and him talking to him. That's the only new scene that's added extra. The rest of it you can find straight out of there. But Filoni said that he just he really liked these arcs and these episodes, and they they fit with what, which is why they were included in this instead of just going, you know what I'm saying, and making going fresh like these arcs matters, like what he what he was implying. Yeah. Um, can somebody explain to me the the I think I understand it, but the whole connection with Echo and uh, the 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 signal that was being sent. Like, is it kind of like a Winter Soldier type deal where he's being used for evil? Like they're they're using his mind to to do battle form it field formation stuff like that. Or, or do I got you a guys feeling they got him hooked up. I got a feeling that's they what it looks like. To the computer yeah. somehow. Okay, and, and yeah. they're kind of using his mind to control their battlefields. Like, against yeah. his will, like, they found a way to basically hack his mind. It's kind of okay. like what I'm... I wouldn't be surprised if there's not some kind of huge... Almost like the Borgs from Star Trek, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's... Or like the Matrix, a big needle in the back of his head somewhere or something. Just, I got a feeling they figured out how to, for lack of a better word, hack his mind. You know, okay. code well, break it, whatever. So, I will... Uh, 
I will warn people because I just did this because I missed when Nathan sent the video of Echo's death in the chat and I couldn't remember how he died at the Citadel. I looked him up on Wikipedia. There is spoilers in the summary for what happens. So just kind of, yeah. Uh, So just kind of, you can look, but look at your own own risk. risk. Right. Uh, Uh, So it's like. Now, Nathan, are you going to look? No, I'll wait. No, I'll watch. I'm going to look. Oh, it's in the typical top like summary about his life type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't say anything, obviously, but I'm pretty perturbed right now because I was like, I just wanted to know what happened at the (laughs) Citadel. You went in for innocent and you got screwed. Maybe I shouldn't look. So, um, but it is there. Okay. Um, Let's see, there was one more question I wanted to ask about Travis, Clone Wars. But what, you, uh, see, you got any initial thoughts, Travis? I'm loving this in-depth stuff because I'm still only on season two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to say, I really enjoyed the episode, though. Like, you guys talked about the animation. I thought that was top-notch. I loved just being with the clones and just going through that little story of them invading. And I loved the not-regular ones, as they said, not-rigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that 99th batch because I thought they were all individually unique and I also got major Ninja Turtle vibes from the four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had a techie like Donatello, you had uh, somebody that was broody like Raph, you had big str- uh, you had Mikey, you had Leo it was, uh, I-, I loved it I gotta say. Yeah, yeah definitely gave off that kind of vibe man. Oh I remember what I want to say the last part of it. I know Nathan I've always argued to you that I like the original Stormtroopers outfits, just the uniforms, better than clone troopers. Mm-hmm. And I, fi- I figured it out. Oh, I do, I do like them better than just regular clone trooper outfits. But these newer clone troopers I've been seeing <laughs> later on these seasons <laughs> that have these awesome paint mm-hmm. jobs and different color schemes, mm-hmm. they're pretty awesome. But those don't okay. count because that's not fair. There's Aww. like 96 different clone trooper outfits. I'm talking about just the basic issue white one. I like the Stormtroopers better than that. But with Even the new stuff that I've issue. seen, yeah, they have some pretty cool-looking outfits, man. I'm not going to lie. Make a Stormtrooper well, look like a badass. And can we also just give major props to D. Bradley Baker? Absolutely. We've seen clone troopers for not even seven years, probably eight, nine years. Like, mm-hmm. and doing so many different voices and giving them all unique personalities, but giving them all the same structure. I said it in mm-hmm. my Clone Wars review, but he's done an absolutely incredible job. Mm-hmm. That's one guy that does all the voices. One guy that does every clone voice. Hmm. That's interesting. He used to have to re- record them separately, but he's got he's done it so long now that he can he can record with himself. You know what I'm saying? Unless, like, there's one of the clones talk over each other. But, like, if Cody and Rex are talking, he can be Rex and then flip it and talk to it. You know what I'm saying? Which, in the beginning, he had to record the dialogue and then get prepared to be that. Because he made little – he used to make little notes by all their names, like little personality trait notes. So, that, you know, like Fives, he'd write, you know, this. And Heavy was a smartass. And Hardy, you know, Rex is – like, and he had all these little notes down there. And now he's just got these these clones in his head, and he can snap it out and have dialogue and read with his self. And I think that is – like bravo like that is yeah. voice acting that is top-notch work right there because that that's this man brought all these characters to life and they all feel like individuals to me and i get sad when we lose one like rewatching mm-hmm. echo's death 
I remember Rex being like, Echo, no! And then he sees it, and boom, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, shit, he... Yeah. Like, these, man, these, these clones make me feel. Do, do you think that he was in one room with, like, 15 different microphones, and you have to run back and forth to different microphones? <laughs> for each How cool would that I, be? I don't know if it's like that. I, <laughs> I, I'm sure he could probably just take a pause and record into the same... Uh-uh. I, I don't know, honestly. I, I don't know, but that's... Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. He did I love uh, Admiral interview. Trench. No, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Say what sorry. you want to say about it. He, he did an interview with Cinema Blend. I haven't had time to check it out, but apparently he went really in depth into the recording process. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, I go check I out. I will the read that. Huh? Definitely. And what were you saying, Nathan? Uh, I love that they brought back Admiral Trench. Like, I think that's cool because, like, when he got blew up in the first season, I'm like, oh, shit, man, that was a cool character. You know what I mean? They were saying he was one of the Separatist's most strategic and well-decorated generals. And then they brought him back for the Lost missions, like all half robotic and shit. And I was like, awesome. And then he comes, bam, he's right back in here again because he's the well, yeah. I know you're not there yet. But he, he's the one that, that alerts Dooku that, uh, that one of the clones malfunctioned and killed a Jedi. And that's how, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you go on one of these, the whole badass story arc in season six. And it's just, I just like Admiral Trench. I think he's a, I think he's a cool character. And I'm glad that they brought him back. And he looks all weird. He looks all cool. All half robo spider creature guy. I think he's just okay. a cool character. I was going to ask you about that because I remembered him from season one. And I thought that he died. I thought that his ship blew up. It did. But I thought At maybe there was something I haven't seen in like season five or six yet that might fill that in. So I figured I'd just wait. But I'm sure it probably is in there. Uh, but yeah, man. Overall, I think we all really enjoyed it. Good. What... I was gonna say, what did everybody think of the Bad Batch themselves? The, uh, you know, the the what are the, the genetically enhanced clones or genetically? What did they say? Something mutations or helpful mutations or something? Yeah. Yeah, helpful mutations. So, do, do you guys take that as it was accidental or on purpose? On purpose. On purpose. On purpose. I would say it was accidental. If it was on purpose, why wouldn't you make every clone like that? Well, I, I just Ooh. it just read to me that the way they said that they, they took it almost sounded like they purposely did a mutation. Like I could see where you're saying like it was done by accident at first. I got and now that and now they're doing it across the board because it, it the accident worked. Right. Right. Well, I I would just think of it like so. Sam Witwer and a, a couple other people have disagreed over the timeline aspect. I think the Clone Wars was always meant to be about five to seven years. Uh, and I don't think that the growth process for these clones would have enabled it to be intentional at the point of 99's death. But... But so I think the, they would the have found. Only takes place over three years. In can in canonical, that Clone Wars takes place in a span of three years. Oh, okay, well, and I mean, even so, like you you see the kids in the you Not see you, the, sorry, the children <laughs> stormtroopers in their classes in some of the clone episodes. I mean, clearly these clones were found. I not clearly because I mean, obviously we're disagreeing, but like. Right. I would think that they were found in classes and <clears throat> said, okay, this person has this amount of strength, like, or this person's a sharpshooter, like, 
I uh, I would just think that I think it's accidental too, right? I kind of agree with Trey. I think it would be accidental, the yeah. same as '99. Like, and as they were growing, and as they needed more troops for the army, they were force growing them quicker. I, I think I, I don't know, not force growing, but uh, or yeah, you know, the altering their uh, their growth patterns. Not like force, like floating force, like force, like right. push something force. Yeah, yeah, not like not like Ray Chewbacca, <laughs> like a, Skywalker, against your will Solo, yeah. Sand, you know. Well, and I mean, halfway through when 99 died, we we hear, or I, I believe it was at that point, Nate, connect, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Kaminoans say, oh, Jango Fett's dead, we can't produce, we're having issues with clones. Right, yeah, they were running out of genetic material because Jango Fett was there and cloning the same, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, that's exactly what they said. Okay. But when they, when, when Kenobi finds in episode Two and attack of the clones. Don't the Kaminoans say like there's ten thousand troops ready to go, or is it more than that? Mm, I'm not sure the exact number, but I mean, you gotta think about it. If that was before the war started and the war goes on for three years, it's very likely well, that. But they were growing know. for ten years because mm-hmm. Sifo yeah. Diaz put the order in ten years before that, so they had battle battalions ready to go. That's why Yoda's able to show up and just roll out into battle. And drop so, out with you know gunships mm-hmm. and a bunch of clones just to back up the Jedi. So it's like a Christmas tree farm. You have the ones that are ready to go, but you still got other ones growing on different timelines, right? Well, there's also in season six when you get there, like they'll go in. They're in Camino uh, Fives's, and you'll see like there's embryo chambers still, and like they're in little pods, and it almost looks like Man of Steel, like the like the embryo chambers, only like you know more white lab coat. You know what I'm saying? Everything comes back to Man of Steel. Everything comes back to the, my favorite <laughs> movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, any more thoughts? Anything else you guys want to point out? I watched this probably an hour before we started recording, so I wanted it to be fresh in my mind. But um, I like it. I'm excited for the new ones. I'm excited yeah. to catch up. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm ready for the next arc. Uh, I like that yeah. Samuel L. Jackson came back to go to voice Mace Windu again. I thought that was cool. Wait, he did? Mm-hmm. That's the same <laughs> oh voice gosh. from season six. If you look, I maybe guy. You, now that you say it, I need to look it up. Now maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but that's sounded exactly like season six, and and Samuel L. Jackson came back to voice the Lost Missions. So what was Hang he on, in season six? But he wasn't in the early previous seasons. He no, wasn't he did not. Nathan. First one or two. He didn't come back for this. No. Oh, I'm talking out my ass. That guy did a great impression. Terrence Carson. Damn it. Well, I lied then. I'm sorry. I'm a liar. I retract my statement. I'm sorry. You're done. Get off. Right. Staying in the corner. Come now. back for the lost missions. Never mind. I, I, well, he came back for one of my swore. Man, maybe I'm making all kinds. Of, I don't know. Just pull my fan card, guys. I'm sorry. Just pull my card. <laughs> done. Done. Um, yeah, man. That's pretty cool info. I mean, that guy does a great impression. Yeah, he did. I mean, I, I didn't know. I mean, I haven't gotten to season six yet, so obviously I didn't know. I didn't think Samuel Jackson would have came back for that voice, but if he's in season six, that's pretty cool. I don't know why you would for one season, though. Hard up for money? You can't be hard up for money. He's in everything. (laughs) No, but Samuel L. Jackson is notorious for saying work is work, and he's going to work to make money. That's why he made, like, Snakes on a Plane and some other dumb shit, just because he, he, he's work. Like, his, his dad, he tells you. There's, like, interviews where he's like, my dad told me, like, you have to work if you want to make money and stuff. And he's yeah. just always put his head down and worked. 
whether it's a garbage movie or if it's MCU or whatever. That's a good word. I would ethic. put it past him to voices when I'm getting that. I don't see it on his Wikipedia page. I'm, then I'm a, a damn liar face, and I made <laughs> stuff up. Maybe I got sucked. I, maybe I, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole or something, but I swear I had that little nugget of information in there. I blame Heroic Hollywood. Yeah. I must have got my information when we got this covered or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 hey, um, guys, I'm a that's, liar. My, my, my magazine's empty, man. I unloaded all the ammo. You got anything else you want to comment on or talk about? I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun, fun 11 episodes heading towards May. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Um, cool. Well, let's go ahead and sign up, man. Let's get out of here. Um, Travis, let's start with you, man. Where can I find you at, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line and we can chat about pretty much anything. Uh, I'd like pretty much anything. <laughs> so yeah, and I have a little solo podcast that I haven't done in a long time now. Uh, <laughs> that I will get back at when something tickles my fancy, and that is superhero discussions. Uh, you can find that on all your podcasting platforms. Good deal, good deal. Katie, where can I find you at? So you can find me on the Twitter at kgillstrap13. Uh, you can find all my writing at slicerscribbles.com. I will get back to updating that more frequently. But I also write for fullcirclecinema.com where you can find my review of the Clone Wars series seasons one through six and a piece on Ahsoka Tano. It is a great piece on Ahsoka Tano. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Well worth a read. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris, what about you, buddy? You can also find me on Twitter at Chris Balga, and my uh, podcast is World's Finest True Believers. You can follow that at Finest Believers and email the show World's Finest True Believers at gmail.com. And Monday, this coming Monday night, uh, a little bit after probably the after this podcast drops, uh, we'll be releasing our new episode with bringing back my very first guest, uh, Jordan Funk from DC Comics Squadcast, looking at one of his favorite creator-owned stories, uh, Deadly Class, the first volume, Reagan Youth. Okay. Jordan's good guy. You can also find Chris at the head of the I Hate Harry Potter fan club. So I'm just putting that out there. I don't know how we keep turning hate to I like, how, how I turn meh, not my thing, into hate. <laughs> That's all I love. I, I love how we make that he's huge got, leap. Maybe I will. He's got t-shirts. He's got t-shirts that say I hate Harry Potter. Started Potter a website, and... a Reddit page. Yeah, all right. I'm telling you. Yeah. This whole second life I don't know about. <laughs> Nathan's created this for me. I, maybe I will stick file force joke him across the across, mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. You do have that second life, man. Remember I sent you that article about that guy in Ohio that uh, had a separate house just for his Indiana Jones memorabilia? An entire separate house? God, if I, if, I, if I have a whole second life devoted to something, man, geez, I don't know. I, I don't know what uh, – I'll better be with the rest of these crazies on Twitter at that point. Ugh. Indiana Jones was going to tie into my Kevin Smith joke earlier. I was going to say he must play Indiana Jones with his wife. She's so tall and swings up there to get in there. You know what I'm saying, guys? Oh, my God. Uh, 
You got it out. <laughs> I so got it out. Every, got See, it out. We come full uh, circle, guys. We come full circle. Maybe I'll just start liking everything again so that Nathan can't use it. But, you know, I'll go with Nanko to hate. You know, whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it's a natural transition, I guess. Right. 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 <laughs> Nathan, where can they find you at, bud? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WobblyBoots85. And I'm willing to talk about everything and anything. Uh, yeah. Greg, about yourself, where can we find you? Same way, man. Find me on the Twitter at TheBatDaddy52. You can check out the show at SCSPodcast1 on Twitter. Or you can email the show at SCSPodcast1 at Yahoo.com. You can also see me on Tuesday nights uh, live on YouTube at the C3 Panthers Podcast where we talk about the Panthers and football and all kinds of fun sports stuff. So check us out. But uh, I got nothing else, y'all. Oh, one That's thing. It. One thing just came across my timeline of ninth uh, anniversary of the death of a uh, great writer, great creator, Dwayne McDuffie. Nine years passed away. Okay. Uh, creator of Static Shock, uh, producing and writing Justice League Unlimited, amongst other things with Milestone Media. So great, great creator. Nine years passed away. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Morbid way to end the show, but I hate that. But rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> Until next week, I'll see y'all later. later. Have fun, y'all. Chris, shut your mouth. First time I've ever seen the Bad Batch. I never watched those. Okay, unfinished episodes that were released in 2015 on YouTube just because I just didn't want to. Because I was just like, ooh, that guy's really strong. Ooh, that guy has good aim. Ooh, that guy's detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's the Ninja Turtles, honestly. Yes! As, as soon as I saw it, that was the first thing that came to my mind was Ninja Turtles. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, they, got a Don, they got a Donnie, they got a Raph, they got a Mikey, and they got a, uh, a Leo. Leo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was a, I mean, and it was funny because when you see the second one, the second one is like Donatello. Yeah, he, he can definitely tell he's different. And he's like tech-wise, and I was like, please don't let there be four. Please don't let there be four. Please don't. Let there be and there was four, his and I was name, like, oh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> his name was actually Tech. Like that's yeah. his actual name is Tech. Yeah. <laughs>